This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast over on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. Caitlin Foss is a developmentalist and facilitator for experts, helping them get off the hamster wheel. That includes stopping behaviors like overeating, overdrinking, and procrastinating. Her new book, Unstuck, a practical guide for high achievers who are ready to thrive again, will be coming out this coming Tuesday, September 7th. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. So how's it feel to have your book finally, finally about to be released? Amazing. It actually, you know, it it was a labor of love for sure, but it flowed beautifully and was a project that I didn't think I was actually going to take on. And (laughs) it was about last summer, so the summer of 2020, that uh, I was actually on a call with Rob Bell and talking with him. And he said, write the book, Caitlin. And he said, okay, okay, that's the sign from the universe. Like, let's do this. So it just kept flowing. And so that it's here now feels terrific. Wow. So how long ago did you actually sit down? Did you write down the date when you actually started the book? I did not, but it must have been June or July of 2020. Okay. I, I'm I'm a nerd like that. So when I start something, I like I know the podcast started July 7, 2017. I know my daily running streak started in August 29, 2017. I'm a nerd like that. I like to know when things start. So I know I like to count the days. I'm just I, I never lost that uh that that love of counting things since I was a little boy at Christmas time. I just love counting things up. So I'm glad you're on the show because in your introduction, you say you help high performers stop behaviors like overeating, overdrinking, and procrastinating. Of course, we talk a lot about procrastinating here on the Mark Stuchowski podcast, but um, what's with the overeating and overdrinking? Is that a problem among uh, uh, experts and high performance people? For sure. It's something that a lot of people hide. And so what all of these activities have in common is that we're buffering away our emotions. So there's other things in that category, too. I talk about this in the book. You might be overeating, overdrinking, over social media, like too too much scrolling, anything that you're doing to distract yourself. And if anything, yes, procrastination, but a lot of experts are also overworking as a way to avoid their emotions. Hmm. That is so true because, you know, as Mr. Productivity, people are always asking me, how do you do social media? And I said, do you really want to know? Or are you just like morbidly curious? Because there's a difference. And they go, no, I really want to know because I'm I'm addicted to social media. I said, okay, I go by the 95, five, 95% of the time I am promoting stuff or sharing my journey. As Gary Vaynerchuk says, document don't create. I'm only consuming 5% of the time. And that's usually later at night, you know, after I'm done working, I'll scroll through TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram. So I'm not consuming endlessly, but I'm producing content for those that do. And when people hear this, they go, well, how do you do that? I'm like, because I'm not addicted to social media. I mean, I love my favorite platform of all is Snapchat, but I'm not addicted to it. I mean, I don't sit here and go, oh my gosh, I can't wait to finish this interview with Caitlin because I get back on Snapchat. It's not like that. I'd rather have my nose in a book than be on social media. Yeah, it's just not your thing. 
So for the people that it is, it's like leaning into, oh, this is my thing where I'm distracting myself. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do about it? And a lot of the work I help clients with is actually, how am I going to think about this? Mm. Because we often get too much on our action line of just what am I going to do? And we ask others and then they run into the issue of like, you don't have the answer for them of an action item. It's like, oh, how does Mark actually think about social media is much more fascinating. It is. You know, I'm listening to an audiobook right now. It's about, I think it's called Peak Performance or Peak Performers. I forget what it is. And I'm at the chapter now where they're talking about how they're determining that mindfulness is so powerful for high performance people. And he goes, it's better to do it for one minute a day every day than five minutes on Monday. Then you skip Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then you do three minutes on Thursday. It's more about consistency. And he goes, you don't have to do anything but just be quiet. And the problem is we are always on the go with social media or talking or texting or Zooming. And our brains are constantly you know, processing things. But when you take time, even for a minute, just to not think about anything. They've actually proved this with studies that the brain actually functions better. And Caitlin's be honest, everyone has a minute. Absolutely. (laughs) And maybe more than one minute. So I also (laughs) teach meditation. So it's near and dear to my heart. It's something that's been so powerful in quieting the mind. But also, so many of us get caught in thinking, oh, that means I have to sit still (laughs) and completely clear my mind. And the meditation style that I'm trained in is very instinctive and like, no, you ride these waves of emotion and you ride these waves of thoughts, let it flow. But there you are for your minute being consistent. I read Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, about a year ago, and I'd always have this confusing relationship with meditation. Okay. I didn't get it. Do you have to sit in the lotus position? Do you have to say, um, I didn't get it. And he goes, Anytime you are like not thinking anything is a form of meditation. So if you're in the shower and you're just fully present in the shower, that's meditation. If you go for a walk and you're not listening to music or a podcast or an audiobook, you're listening to the birds or the wind blowing through the, through the trees. That's a form of meditation. If you go out in the backyard with your dog and you're just sitting there being quiet, that's a form of meditation. Once I got that, I'm like, Oh, I completely misunderstood meditation, and now I really understand how meditation can be accessible to anybody because anybody can be quiet. Absolutely. They can be present, right? Mm -hmm. Meditation is about presence. So can I be present in this moment without focusing on the past or the future? Mm. So what's what's your meditation that you like to use called? The style is instinctive meditation. Okay. So it's from Dr. Lauren Roche and Camille Marine. Okay. I've never heard of that before. I've heard a lot of different um, types of meditation, but I've never heard of that one. I just think we are in an age now with all the anger, with all the divisiveness. We've got the pandemic. We've got, you know, the, the, the things going on in our government. We need to stop paying attention to that. And we need to be more present and be focused. I remember when, the last election when uh, Biden won and everybody who was on the right freaked out. I'm like, does you think it really matters what you do every day as an entrepreneur? Because that's who my audience is. If 
Biden's president or Trump's president, Obama's president. I, it didn't affect me. I still have work to do and it doesn't bother me, but people, they get obsessed because they check in social media constantly. And what that does is it affects their ability to serve their customers. And I'm like, look at, know what's going on in the world, but just know what's going on in the world. Don't be on social media or consuming news all day long because it's going to tie you up in knots. Right. We're letting all the thoughts build up, the emotion builds up, and it's something that you can actually remove from your life. Unlike your family and friends, the <laughs> thoughts and emotions that build up there, like that's what we need to work on and process. Maybe take away some of the pieces. Like I've gone on several Instagram breaks. Uh, I gave up my smartphone years ago when everybody had wow. one. And yeah, a year and a half of no smartphone. Like I will specifically detox or do the digital minimalism that Cal Newport talks about on purpose because I know I need the break. Mm. I like to listen to audiobooks on my daily run, so I'm educating my brain. But everyone's trying to like listen to music. I don't go out without technology as much as I should because when I do, uh, when I do go for a run without technology. It's much. It's really nice how you can really enjoy all these sounds around you. But when I take my dog for a walk, I don't have anything in my ears. I'm just walking the dog, and and you know, I, it's okay if I don't listen to something. I'm talking the dog and walking the dog. So I, I think whatever they do, I think the listener needs to figure out a way that they can be fully present without always being connected. Because if the internet died tomorrow, um, after your episode releases, obviously, and after everybody listens to it, of course, uh, life will go on. When your power goes out, what do you do? Okay, you can't watch TV. You can't go to your cell phone because everybody and the brother's on the cell phone and this, the bandwidth is so slow. You survive. You go read a book. You go play games. You talk to your family. You, you can survive. We don't need the technology. And I think we need to exercise ourselves, from er, not exercise, extract ourselves from that addiction. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. So let's talk about your book, Unstuck. Um, I love that title, Unstuck, because I agree with you. A lot of people are stuck. And I remember I heard the late Zig Ziglar said that the only difference between a grave and a rut is the rut is a grave with the, with the ends kicked out. And of course, the more you keep doing something over and over again, the deeper and deeper the rut gets and the more and more difficult it is to get out. So talk to us about being unstuck. Yeah. So many of my clients over the years were saying, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do next. And I was there too. I was in 2016. I had achieved all of the things that I had set out to do in my life. I was there at the top of the ladder. And I was like, oh, is this it? Like, <laughs> I feel stuck in this career. What's going on? So then I just poured myself into a lot of knowledge about it, learning, experience, getting coached myself, becoming a coach, and realizing like, okay, here are the patterns of what's happening with people when they're stuck. So the first thing to check in about is, can I establish my foundation? Can I make sure everything's in line with my sleep, with my health, with my uh, social media scrolling? So we work on establishing the foundation is the first part of the book. 
Then we talk about um, embracing emotions. So how do I deal with the emotions that are arising? That was the thing we were running away from with all of the buffering. So let's deal with it in a productive way. And then envisioning the future. So now what do I want? Now that I've established and I've embraced, how do I step into envisioning my future and maybe doing something really scary that I know I really want? Like I knew I wanted to be a full-time coach and that meant leaving my tenured psychology professor position. No one leaves a tenured position. (laughs) I I had it for the rest of my life. It was like I was set for the next 30 years and yet I took the leap And so I did that through deciding what I wanted for my future. Mm. You said something very important. Two things that popped out. Number one, learning. You're constantly learning. I love how Brendan Burchard says it. True experts are students first. And so I make sure I'm reading every day, every day. It's a non-negotiable. I have to read every day because I want to become better today than I was yesterday. And I want to become better tomorrow than I am today. And the only way you do that is to continuously learn. The other thing you mentioned about getting coached. If you look at high performance people, whether they're athletes or coaches or business people, they have multiple coaches because they all have areas of weaknesses. And what I find is interesting the people who are doing very well, who have net worth over a million, 10 million, 100 million, over a billion dollars, they prioritize coaches, they prioritize learning. If you look at people that don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage, they don't know how they're going to feed their family. If they're, if they have a book in the house, it's by accident. They never read, they don't hire coaches. And there's this big chasm. And I don't think it has anything to do with equality. The, the successful people said, look it, what can I do? In order to achieve my goals, well, first of all, you got to have goals, but that's a a different topic there, but you've got to educate yourself. And if you don't have money, there's these things called the library. You can still go to the library and get a book. So if you truly want to have a net worth of a million, 10 million, a hundred million, a billion dollars, you're not going to be able to get it by just endlessly scrolling on social media. You're going to have to go do something. And I can tell you that reading books and learning will fundamentally change your life. I'm sure everybody in your audience would agree that reading books absolutely changes your life. I'm sure everyone is a big, uh, avid reader. Well, I would think that I would push back on that a little bit. A lot of entrepreneurs listening to the show will agree, but I want to push back to them and say, are you actually reading? See, there's a big difference between saying, yep. Yep, I should read, but are you reading? I mean, I've already consumed 28 books this year. I don't have a goal for how many books I'm going to read a year. I I just go from one audible book to the next and one print book to the next, and that's the way I do my life. But I've learned some fascinating things. I just finished reading Walter Isaacson's latest, latest book called The Code Breakers about gene editing. I don't know why I picked up this book. It's got nothing to do with productivity, but I was mesmerized by what they can do now. Now, that's another thing in my, my, I guess, my quiver, to use an old-fashioned term, that I can pull out and have conversation with people about. So make sure you're reading, folks. Make sure you read for at least 30 minutes a day. And I'm not talking about tweets or Instagram posts. I mean, actual books. And I love to reread things. Yes. Now. I didn't used to, but really some of the work I do is uh, in through some daily lessons and rereading important texts to me that, okay purposefully reading the same thing every day can have so much power. What is a book that you have read more than twice, if any? Oh, several. Yeah. Uh, the Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. 
That is one for sure. And what else? I'd have you know, my big bookcase is downstairs. <laughs> I used to have it right behind me. And then I'd like turn around and look at my books. And now it's like, oh, yeah, what else is on that list? So there's been several I've read at least twice. But I definitely come back to The Untethered Soul a lot. And I go through phases of like, where am I with my own development <laughs> right now? What do I need to pick up again and read in a new way? One book that I have consumed four times, and I'm on the fifth already, is Grant Cardone's The 10X Rule. This book resonated with me because he says, if you want massive success, you have to take massive action. That's where the 10X comes from. And the book just, it's one of those books that just resonates with me because I don't know a single successful person that's not a trust fund baby that didn't put in massive action to get where they are. Not a single one. And so I need to be continuously reminded the key to success is massive action, but not just any action. It's got to be the right action. So massively scrolling on social media, that's not what we're talking about here. And I'm, I'm sure the entrepreneur audience listens. So let's get real practical with the, with the, the audience here. Why don't you give us some ideas, some really practical ideas, some simple ideas that the listener can take as a result of them giving us their time for listening to this episode and they let's imagine that they're stuck. They don't know what to do. What are some ideas that they can take from you today and begin to become unstuck? Yeah. So very practically take out a piece of paper right now or type it out if you can of why am I stuck? Mm. Write down all the reasons why you think you're stuck right now. Then we're going to separate it out into what's a fact and what's a story. Mm. Because most of what you're going to write down is actually a story thoughts, beliefs, rather than something that's true that everyone in the world would agree with you on. So once you know the difference between those two, facts versus story, then you know, hey, I can change this story if I want to. I can bridge over into a new story and practice my new story. And that's how I'm going to get out of being stuck. I love that. I I don't remember who said this. It may have been Grant Cardone. He says, if somebody else in the world has already done it, you can do it too. So if you want to make a million dollars a year, someone's already done it. If you want to make a million dollars a month, someone's already done it. If you want to make a million dollars a week, someone's already done it. You want to make a million dollars a day, someone's already done it. You want to make a million dollars an hour, somebody's already done it. You want to make a million dollars a minute, somebody's already done it. So you don't have to say, well, to your point, the stories and the thoughts, we say, well, I can't. No. You can be done because you know someone's done it. So now what are you going to do? See, I think you're you're absolutely right. Facts from stories. Because we allow our stories to occupy our brains. And I'm so glad you led with writing things down because I love writing things in my bullet journal. They become real. When you're writing in your own hand, in your notebook, they become real. When you're telling yourself stories, I'm not on social media that much. Start tracking it. Let's see how much you really are on social media. So I I think writing things down on paper is extremely powerful. Yeah. But it's like, oh, no, I got it up in my head. No, no, you don't. (laughs) Put it on the paper so you can see the difference. And all of the sneaky things that your brain will tell you. And then you can start to have a conversation back with your brain about Mm -hmm. what it's thinking. And I want to talk to you about what you said about what do you want. I'm 56 years young. And I am stunned by the number of people when you ask them, hey, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your desires? And they're like, "Uh, I've never thought about it. I'm like, 
you've never thought about it. You get one chance at this thing called life. This is it. Don't you want to live a life that you're happy with, you're proud of? And and I'm like, you got to have some goals, not general goals. Like, I just want to be happy or I, I just want to have a family. You know, it goes back to what we just talked about writing. What do you really want? And I would argue that most people, hopefully not my audience, but most people that you talk to in the street, they don't really have any semblance of what do they want. And I think that's that's crucial for you to live the life you're designed to live. Hey, you listening to the Mark Jachowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Jachowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah. And just start with something small. Like what's a result that I want to create? All of our results are created from our thinking. So the thinking, feeling, and then action, that's how you get your result. And so once we know what we want, we can just work our way backwards and start to build that new story. One of the questions I write out every morning in my bullet journal is what would make today awesome? And the reason why I write that question is because I don't ever want to enter the day in reactive mode. I want to say, okay, what would make today awesome? And by the way, you made that list this morning because of this conversation. And I think that that small exercise, if you just wake up and say, what would make today awesome? And just think about it. I I, got to believe, Caitlin, tell me if you disagree with this, that your day was probably going to be much better when you reflect on at the end of the day. And then then if you just start the day and go, "Eh, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, this is part of what makes me a developmentalist, that we are always inner parenting ourselves. (laughs) So we're always trying to guide ourselves. So we guide children when they get up in the morning. Here's the next thing to do, the next thing to do. So can we do that internally and tell ourselves like, hey, here's how the day is going to go. Here's how today is going to be awesome. You're just guiding yourself over and over again. That's how we grow. So talk to me about your morning routine when when. You go up when you wake up, whatever time wakes up, doesn't matter. What do you do intentionally first thing in the morning? Yeah, the very first thing I do is my breath work. Mm -hmm. So I spend time in breath work and through guided, through a teacher I work with. And then I'm usually off to a workout class. So I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right now and I really engages the mind because I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) So I spend time doing that and then I come home and get ready for the day. I'm starting to either read lessons. I often do some journal entries. So just here, let me get those thoughts out on paper. Mm -hmm. Let me see what's anything I need to clean up that's residual. I got a lot of it cleaned up in the morning with breath work, but let me see some of it on paper for sure. And then it's probably time to coach or have a conversation with somebody on Zoom. I love it. One of the things that I'm really excited about is if you have an iPhone, they have iOS 15 coming out in a few weeks. And I'm on the beta and they've got something called Focus. Now, we're all familiar with Do Not Disturb. Okay. But Do Not Disturb is all or nothing. Nobody can get a hold of you or everybody can get a hold of you. Well, Focus allows you to like, create things because one of the things I don't like about do not disturb is you can't get your calendar alerts. So with focus that's coming to, with iOS 15 is I have a reading focus and the only app that can ding me during reading time is my calendar. 
So I know when it's time to go to the next activity. And you, I've got it for driving. I've got it for I go out and do vitamin D whenever the sun's out here in Houston. And it's, it's going to be a game changer. It's one of those things that people don't realize the game changer. But you can say when I'm reading, my calendar can ping me and maybe my mom can text me. Nobody else, which is nice. So you don't get all those other alerts if you have them on. And I think that's going to be game changer because it is so easy to be distracted, especially in 2021. You have got to be so intentional about being focused that you actually have to use tools, whether you use the focus app on the new iOS 15, or if you use background noise, like I like using like like running streams or waves or something like that. Some I don't hear barking dogs and cats. Whatever works for you, you need to find a way that you can focus because your brain is not going to be able to be its best self unless you are focused. Yes. Yeah, and that's where I use the binaural beats. So the music that they've done the research on, like this helps with particular brain waves. We can put you into certain states. And one is, many of those are built for focus. So I love to make sure I put that on if I'm in a writing mode or I'm in a specific focus mode. It's exciting to hear about that new iPhone update. Maybe I'll turn some alerts back on. <laughs> I have almost all of them turned off. <laughs> what is this called again? What kind of beats is this? Binaural. So B-I-N-A-U. <laughs> Spelling B, right? Coming back to me. B-I-N-U-R-A-L. Oh. Binaural. So how do you, how do you get that? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, you can type it into YouTube. Okay. You can type in the Spotify. The company I like is iAwake. I don't have any affiliation with them. So oh, okay. one of those, they have tracks. So yeah, you can find these and they'll tell you at what rate it is of uh, kind of the beats, beats per minute. And oh, maybe wow. you've seen this with running music. Or, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's related, right? Because it's at a certain, it's trying to work on your heart rate. Yes. But this is working on the brainwave. So are you going to go into alpha mode? Oh, wow. Mode, are you going to go down to delta for sleep? Wow. I'm gonna, uh, I have Apple Music. I'm going to definitely check that out because I've never heard of that. So you see, I learned something new. I always learn something new on my show. So before we get to your book, so you were a, say, a professor of psychology. I was. For how many years? Uh, seven. Wow. So what? What? Uh, what? were you in college level? Yes. Okay. I, at a university and I was a department chair for the last year. Wow. That must have been because you mentioned scary things earlier in the show to, to leave all that. I mean, did people think you were crazy when, when you said you're leaving the tenured position? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not as many as I thought, but then I built up to it. Right. And I thought it was going to be a bigger deal than it was. I mean, everyone wanted to see me happy, right? And to see me, I, I loved my last year. I talk about it as I loved my job for the first three years. I really struggled with it for the next three. And then I wanted to make sure I loved it before I left it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I spent the last year, really enjoying it. Well, wow. it's kind of like a, a quarterback after winning the Super Bowl. Like I think John Elway did it, won the Super Bowl and walked away. I mean, why, why take that chance of coming back the next year for injuries or you have a bad season? So I always applaud people who are intuitive enough to say, you know what? I'm going to go out on a high note, but I, I want to applaud you because security is a word we talk a lot about in 2021. And you said, look, I, I think I can serve more people. I feel calling to serve other people. And you, you took the scary jump. And 
you mentioned scary a couple times during the show, and I don't think people are doing enough scary things. Now, I'm not talking about jumping out of a plane. You could, but I, I think that when you do something scary, it really wakes your brain up, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, and it changes everything. Like the perspective of what's scary now compared to that, mm. because the story gets better. I decided to leave pre-COVID and I committed. I was like, in February of 2020, all right, let's go. This is it. This is the last semester. COVID happens March 15th-ish. My husband gets laid off from his job. There go our health benefits. Like I had a plan of how this was going to work <laughs> out and it did not go according to plan at all. <laughs> but I still trusted the knowing, which is one of the chapters in the book of like, I had to trust that it was going to work out, that it was time. And there it did work out beautifully. We actually ended up getting out of all of our debt later that year. Awesome. Uh, and it was just one of those, like, I didn't even, I've been working on that for a long time, but hadn't thought it was also going to be possible the year I became a full-time entrepreneur. Isn't that amazing how we stress out when we take those steps, like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And then, you know, a year down the road, two years down the road, like, wow, look how far I've come. But when we're in the moment, we can't see it. We can just feel the fear. But listen, if you're listening to the show, you got a lot of things going for you. You have technology, you can hear. I mean, it's amazing. And I don't think people take enough time to think about all the blessings they have. We just, we're always looking for that next hit, that next blessing, that next big client. When you got a whole bunch of people who've already been cheering you on, who've been buying your books, listening to your podcast, following your content on social media, take a moment when you're doing your mindfulness exercise and go, huh, wow. I'm doing all right. And I think if more people did that, I think people would be happier. Oh, 100%. And it's part of that, like, can I be present in this moment, appreciate how far I've come, and also not try to go too far into the Mm -hmm. future of deciding, like, that's how it has to be. I'm open to the possibilities. Love it. Okay, so your book comes out on Tuesday, September 7th. And uh, I know you're excited about it. It's going to be available everywhere, I'm assuming. But is there a particular website you want us to go to? Uh, on Amazon. Okay. And then if you come to my website, actually, you'll be able to see. So drcaitlinfoss.com, you'll be able to click and get a free chapter if you want to start there. And then the book is on Amazon. Well, I am so excited. I love this is your first book, right? Yeah. Well, wow. I, I just I love people who write their first books. I love when they come on this show because I'll, I've talked to so many people that say someday I'm going to write a book. And then I talk to someone like you who that someday's here. And I just want to applaud you. I, I self-published a couple books back in the day, have nothing to do with productivity. All my, my clients say I should write a book. And I'm like, Ugh. but then I had a guest on my show not too long ago. They're called ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just talked to you and you write the book for me. I'm like, that sounds nice. <laughs> That's how all the most of the big people write the books. Like Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't write his book. He has a ghostwriter. They're awesome. They're expensive, but they're awesome. So I I hope everybody goes out and buys your book. I'm super excited for it that this episode comes out before your book launch. And I hope that this conversation helps you sell a few more books, a few more hundred, a few more thousand books on Tuesday. So Caitlin, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for all the listeners. Hopefully they learned something today and can take it and apply it. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.